0: On this episode of AV Week, Amazon Alexa now for hotels. Are the too many end users at the Infocom show? And why we keep using iPads for control interfaces. All that and more, next on AV
1: Week.
2: The network for the AV industry.
1: What are you listening to? This This is AV. This This. is AV Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is AV Week, episode 356, recorded Friday, June 22nd, 2018. Comfort food.
1: Support for AV Nation is brought to you by FSR and by Biamp. And by Vadio, a leading manufacturer of professional PTZ cameras, pro AV solutions, and UCC integration systems.
0: This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audio, visual, news, and information. My name is Tom Albright. I am your host with us to talk about the news and information that we have gathered for the week. Uh, first and foremost, her name is Alexis LaBroy, and she is from Avitexture. Welcome, ma'am.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Tom.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Alexis is a, is a first-time guest, so you two boys be nice to her. Uh, next up is my buddy and pal, Jeremy Caldera, from the great city of Peoria, Illinois, and IAS Technologies. Welcome, sir.
3: Greetings, everyone.
0: Uh Jeremy is just, just like right right there to me, just just north.
3: Uh
0: and last but not least, uh Mr. Chris Neto from Barco, uh creator of all sorts of interesting hashtags, including A V and the AM. Welcome, sir.
2: Hi, everyone, and and hi to you too, Tim.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you're not watching the video, Chris shaved apparently for this episode. So I do appreciate, appreciate that. There you, you go. Know. Got rid of the beard, man. You look 10 years younger. I that wasn't the that wasn't the goal, but oh, yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: bad accident with an the, with, with the electric razor happens.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So let's let's kick this off. This is our first show back uh, in the studio after Infocom 2018. Uh, we actually have one story about that, but we're not going to inundate you with this. First and foremost, the first story here is from TechCrunch. Uh, Amazon this week announced Alexa for hospitality. This customized system allows guests to access pool hours, housekeeping, room service, as well as quote unquote smart hotel functions like adjusting the temperature. They're launching this initiative with Marriott, which is interesting because Marriott was actually also testing out Siri and Alexa device, uh, devices. Uh, Jeremy, I want to start with you on this. Uh, voice control is becoming more and more uh, part of not just the residential part of AV, but also commercial. Uh, Amazon last November announced the initiative for Amazon in the boardroom. So the first question here, sir, is, is when are Integrators and manufacturers going to start seeing Amazon as a competitor, or, or do they already?
3: I don't know that we're going to see them as a competitor or just a supplementary piece to the services that we provide and the you know offerings that we bring as integrators, right? Uh, it's been interesting because I've actually had some clients who have asked me for this before, and uh, I know Questron or whoever had implemented the original kind of go-to with with Alexa, right? Um, we never really successfully launched it because then the whole big security thing with IoT launched, right, where everybody's all worried about Alexa listening to what you're doing, and then I've got some CEOs that said to me, absolutely not, I don't want that in my boardroom, you know, so you're going to get the wide, you know, gamut of what what's the offerings are and what people want, but all in all, I look at it more as just a supplementary piece, not competition.
0: All right, Alexa. Same kind of question, and and not for nothing, but Jeremy brings up a good point about the security. So, is security still going to become an issue, or are they still going to you know work their way in to both commercial and and, and you know obviously residential?
1: Well, I I think they are going to keep trying to work their way in, uh, for sure. And you know, some of the concerns that I have definitely security, but some of the concerns I have about you know, putting the Alexa into a hotel room are some of the things that other people talked about in that article. And that's, you know, how do you turn it off if you don't want it on? You know, how did, how do you, you know, do you log in and it knows all of your information? How, how, how would it work, um, for individuals that are coming into the hotel and how would it be secure? Um, If it's recording everything, just waiting for you to say, Alexa, I need this or do this for me, then it's recording everything you're doing in that hotel room. So I'd like to hear more about, you know, the rollout and the, you know, how their beta testing and, um, you know, how that works with their guests um, because they have some serious issues. Otherwise, if they haven't uh, taken all those things into account.
0: You make a very good point. Actually, is how do you turn it off, or could you, could you ask for an Alexa Alexa free room? I guess mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. at some point down the road. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, a very good point, uh, Mr. Neto. I'm going to take a little slight turn here. Chris works for Barco, a manufacturer. They have a control platform called Overture. So go ahead and, and speak to that. But I also want to ask you a question that, that you know Amazon in general has disrupted a number of of, of industries. Are they poised or are they already disrupting the audiovisual industry? Absolutely. In what way? Voice. Come on. We've talked about voice
2: three, four years ago. We stood on a stage together, as a matter of fact, and talked about voice control and 300 AV vendors or manufacturers, not manufacturers, but uh, integrators that were sitting in the audience all
0: looked at us like we had, you know that we were all green aliens. For well, a that, that also is the presentation where I off- offered each and every one of them a hundred bucks. If somebody, if one of their clients didn't ask for voice in the next year.
2: Yeah. Still well, have
0: to
2: say that. you know, being labeled crazy is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> kind of cool for, for a bit. But the fact is, is that this was coming. If you didn't, if you didn't think that this was going to happen, just call Blackberry, ask Blackberry how they're oh, doing. Unfair. That is not unfair, man. That is a that is a story where a corporate um, a corporate want turned into a corporate need. The iPhone was never designed for corporate uh, email. Yeah. All right, and what did what did what did people do? They adapted. They developed things like uh, what is that Iron uh, Iron Port to get around. Maybe that's incorrect, but there are programs now that lock the phone so that is secure for corporate uh, internet and emails and stuff like that. There are ways to lock it down. If we haven't figured them out yet, we will. Um, Are they competition to AV? If they're selling direct to an end user and to a corporate, I would put them in that category. Yes, we can work with them complimentary. And to answer the question of how you did it, well, consider that we have somebody named Alexa and that we are talking about Alexa I unplugged mine
0: yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah so, i've I mean, had i've had people tell me you know um I, had a, I have a co-worker who i work closely with and they have an alexa at their house mm-hmm. and you know if you know you're sitting around the dinner table and you're just talking about oh yeah you know i talked with this person today or we had a meeting and, and it you know and it, it turns on mm-hmm. you know so that's something that you know, for me, <laughs> for being for <the>
2: issue. <laughs> exactly. From the end user perspective, we're, we're now going to become sensory numb to it. You say the name, it, things in the background, we just continue talking, at least in my house, when we hear that. Yes, there are the, you know, there's the doom and gloom conversation of, oh my God, it's recording. Oh my God, it's this. There's people that accept it. And we have to understand that there are people that accept that as the norm. Right, regardless of what our security people, our IT people are saying, I'm not saying it's right, but just understand that the power of the people or the consumer
0: in when Alexa is involved, will win. It's just a matter of time. Well, so, and not for nothing but another phrase you should not utter uh, is the organization that is the, the audio, visual, and experience association. Mm-hmm. Uh, front of an Amazon Echo if you have the default name attached to it, because as soon as I got back from the trip where they announced Avixa, I was explaining to my wife the, the name change and my Echo popped up and she, she, uh, she it's a device, uh, the device <laughs> popped up and said, oh yeah, you want, you want to talk to me? No, I'm explaining something else. So, uh, Speaking of Avixa and uh, the Infocom show, uh, this was from Commercial Integrator. Uh, After the Infocom show was complete, social media turned its attention from the show and the products to the makeup of the attendees, quote, unquote, from the article, how can Avixa continue to keep its integrator members happy as it reaches out to bring in more end users? One of the reasons Infocom 2018 set the show's Las Vegas attendance record. Um, They they quoted uh, Mr. Lobosco, CEO of, of Avixa, quote, unquote, we looked at who we are, who we want to be, and how we can elevate the value of this industry. That demand that demanded we do something more than the Infocom show. So, Mr. Neto, as, as a as a manufacturer um, and a you know, former integrator and former consultant, what exactly do, do manufacturers want and need at the show? Well, there's always
2: been that conversation of uh, part of the reasons why people go to Infocom. If you're an integrator consultant manufacturer standing in the stands is that you are selling a product to an end user. Correct. Right. You're there because you need to see products that you somehow have to translate and take back to your customers. Um, If end users are now attending the show, you know, are we forgetting that people such as, you know, Jeremy will invite, you know, his top clients out there to show them the products firsthand. Uh, I know as a manufacturer that, you know, my responsibility as a consultant liaison is working with consultants. There are consultants that call me prior to the show saying, Hey, I need to book time at the booth because I am bringing customer XYZ who's, you know, currently in the market for this. What am I going to do? I am going to set my booth up and get ready for customer XYZ to come in because you know what? that is the best place for them to do the side by side comparison. I mean, if they're looking for LED, if they're looking for projectors, right? If they're looking for big screen, you know, big displays, a lot of that stuff is seen to believe one of our products that we have our big video wall, to be honest with you, it doesn't, PDF doesn't do it justice. You have to see it in person to understand what it does. So bringing the customer out and explaining to them, look, we don't have a demo facility, or, or Barco or the uh, integrator may not have a demo facility or, or, or a uh, working demo in Scottsdale, for example. How are you going to do this? You take them to the show. You know, It's not that long of a flight, to be honest with you. If you're sending somebody from Arizona over there, you bring them in, you show them the device, you tell them, hey, this is what we're doing, this is what we have. You're more than welcome, obviously. You're going to look at the show floor, go see what everybody else has, right, and then come back. And compare the difference. I mean, that is, that's a great use of it for an end user. I, as a former end user, that's how I used to do it. You know, when I was doing the pharmaceutical stuff, I would go to these sites. Not that I was being told by my integrators or being, you know, uh, going in as a, a consultant. I went as an end user. And it was a completely different show for me. I went for, for the training, which is what the end users primarily are going to be there for those tech managers, right? They're going for the training. They're going for the certification because one trip two an Infocom will allow you to get all those credits in hand. You may be able to renew a CTS if you're that hardcore and do, you know, a Monday through Wednesday, you know, a CTS spree or RU spree. But, you know, on top of that, since you're there, you stay the extra couple of days, you look at the products, you kick them around. It's your best. It, it's the best bet now as a manufacturer and people att- you know, at the show, I think the question in the arguments that were happening online, which I happen to see was more of who's catering to what, right? For me, I like seeing end users there because I have a soft spot for, you know, kind of, I've kind of been there, done that. And that's what I needed, but maybe I'm the wrong person to ask, but it's more of a, who, what, what the show is catering to is the question.
3: You know, I, I, I look at this and I'm thinking to myself, who, who asked this question, right? Is this just commercial integrator asking the question or did did that come from somewhere else? Because I didn't even realize that this was an issue, to be honest with you, right, mm-hmm. of too many end users coming to Infocom. Like, like you said, I, I want to bring my end users to Infocom. I wish I could bring more of them to Infocom, right? I only bring my or I meet with or bring my top couple of clients, right? The ones that I do the most business with because I can have a business case for that, right? Mm -hmm. But I'd love to bring everybody. I'd love everybody to come see all the new tech that I'm trying to, to show, you know, here we are, as an integrator, trying to explain to them what they're going to get and, and explain the technology when I can just show them, right? That's the easiest way to accomplish that, right? So, I mean, I – and from the Avixa standpoint, right, I, I applaud them for embracing, you know, everybody in, in kind of the new going forward way, right? It's only going to help integration as far as I'm concerned.
0: Well, and I would also bring up, Alexis, as we, as we bring you in on this, this is not a new concept. Um, integrated System Europe, ISE, has been doing this for years. Now, ISE is a different show, and I, I get that, and don't email me because I understand you've got residential and you've got commercial in that one show. I understand that. But from a showrunner standpoint, they have consistently... Uh, marketed and, and and tried to get uh, end users to that show and, and we can define end users in several different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris and I are both former tech managers, right? That's where his and I both came from. and I, and I get and I, I, I agree with Chris that you need those folks there. Uh, Alexis, from your standpoint, is is there too many, you know, end users? and again, however you want to define that.
1: Um, I I, I don't think so. And, you know, I'm kind of with Jeremy, just trying to figure out where the question is coming from and, and why it's even a question at all. Um, On one hand, I think that uh, change for some people is hard, but it's not really a change. It's um, kind of a direction, I think that uh, we've already been going into because um, end users buy from Manufacturers, they buy from integrators, they buy from consultants. We all want to be in front of the end users, and we all want to, want them to see the, um, you know, want them to see the technology, and we want them to see. Well, this is what you know. This is what I was thinking about. You know, here I can show it to you in person. You know, to Chris's point, you 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 need to see that Unicee in person. You know, to to be able to understand. You know, all the ways that it works. Um, so I I don't really know where it came from. And, you know, the other part of that conversation was there aren't enough um, local uh, events that Avixa, uh, a local regional events that Avixa a put, puts on. You know, and what I said in the, in the tweet, which I didn't realize that was going to turn into an article the next day, but <laughs> what I said is don't forget about the Avixa women events. Yeah. You know, don't forget about the, uh, and I didn't say this but I'll add to it. Um, don't forget about the young AV professional e- events You know, don't forget about the events that Avixa has in partnership with um, other district with, with um like ALMO for instance um, where uh, Infocom goes to those shows. So I, I think that was part of it too and I I don't know I didn't understand necessarily where it came from could there be more um local events uh, regional events sure you know let's let's work toward that and um, but don't forget about the events that Avixa actually is sponsoring um, that they have a hand in um, to meet integrators and end users and manufacturers and consultants and everybody in our industry to meet them where they are so um, I, I don't want us to forget about those too yeah, can I add to that Tim
2: uh, part of part of the the thing that uh, Alexis just raised it brought up a good point there are their events I think what they were with what, what the article was going to and somebody who followed along and saw what happened on the on, the, on that stream of, 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 of conversation because at some point I think it generated. it actually started on a, on a Sunday and it wheeled over into the week and uh, you know selective tweets were grabbed and may have been put out of context but somebody went to the infocom or excuse me, the Avixa uh, website and did not have the new schedule up to date so the first thing is, is well it doesn't look like there's any any scheduled events a- apart from the women's events which are very well communicated online for the women in evicts events but there were a lot more regional shows the new york there was a new york city event there was a dc event they were all over the place and they were they were they were, they yeah. were there
0: Real quickly, before you finish that thought, there was also several used to be, and this is years ago, and you know, way back when I was still a tech manager, there were several what they call regional roundtables. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in St. Louis. It is not the biggest market in the world, right? It's it's you know, we have fallen from I think in the early two thousands we were market fifteen or sixteen, and now we're in market twenty five, so not the biggest town in the world. You lost uh, the football team, say, so. we lost the football team. Not a very good one, but you know, um, but. They, those are not there anymore. So I understand the, the, the consternation about the lack of, of regionalism in, yeah. beyond the women of Alexa yeah. ones and the, the young AV ones.
2: Yeah, there, And then there's a second part to this where I saw online where there was concern of how, how people talk to the end users. They don't, there, there was this back and forth about how if an end user walked into a booth, how they were spoken to and that it should be treated a little differently than somebody who walks in. Because they're, they're clearly, a, you know, the one thing that we all can see is when you walk into a booth as a, as a manufacturer, I know who an integrator is, who the press are, who whatever by the color of their batch. Okay. So an end user, that's easily, to, you know, easy to spot. So how do you talk to those people? Um, there was a lot of, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, there was complaints about mansplaining. You know, there's people that walk into the booth and need to, you know, approach everybody like they're, they don't know anything. Right. So I don't know, I I did not see it, but then again, I came from, I was that person who walked into the booth and needed to get certain types of questions. But granted, I did walk in with a bunch of flags attached to my booth at the time, you know, at my, uh, on my badge at the time too, you know, having a CTS and having this and being part of this committee and that and the other thing. So Mm I, I just think it was just a, it was an emotional Reaction to a bad possible experience that somebody had that got overblown, but it's something that I'm glad that VIXA did address. Yeah.
1: I, I-, I thought it, I was really happy that that Dave jumped in and he he had a couple of t- replies in his tweets and um, and Brad Grimes and and so I was happy to see that as well that. You know, not only are we monitoring and looking at the tweets as they happen, but Avixa is too. So they can see if there is a concern, they can kind of jump in and say, hey, I'm, you know, we, we hear you and this is what we think. And so I, I think that's great, too.
2: And, and that happened fresh off of Infocom because right. that was a Sunday conversation that happened the Sunday right after Infocom. There were still people on the show floor breaking down booths, yeah. uh, and these conversations were starting to, to to pop up. And a lot of people came with this fresh off their off their mind. You know, when you when you hear the date, when you hear the numbers of people that were there, and then you start breaking down of who was end users, who was integrators, who was manufacturers yes it could be could have been on paper a very successful show for avixa right numbers wise attendance wise but there are going to be people that are going to question that you know and as an organization you have to be prepared to to i guess to answer those type of questions you. you know i can say that me as a manufacturer we had a great show we had a lot of people show up and it was a good mix of people you know, at least from the badge scans that I'm seeing is that it was a good mix of people that came to the booth and we have a lot of follow-ups. whether it's me following up, not directly with an end user, but maybe following up with the integrator that's in that area or the, in our case, you know, a manufacturer's rep that maybe uh, works with those people. So I'm kind of torn. I respect people's opinions, but at the same time, I can't, I can't say it's a bad thing overall because I was that guy. So
3: yeah. Some so people just don't like change. They don't like to see any kind of change. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I, you know, I, the, the manufacturers that I talked to in the booths, um, they said that they liked some of the changes. So, you know, I, I asked the question, you know, um, there were also manufacturers that I walked into the booth with my integrator badge and nobody said a word to me. So it you so know
0: that right there. That right there. And and as we kind of wrap up this up, I, I had two different end users, right? And I'll qualify them as end users. One was 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 Bradford Ben, who works for a large uh, inst a, uh, institution, and Don Mead, also works for a large institution. Both of them had end users badges, and they both had vastly different experiences to Alexis Alexis's point. And, and and it's not what you think there were Bradford had issues, issues with folks who didn't talk to them. Right. Didn't come up and, and talk with him. Dawn cause I asked her directly cause I, I had Bradford on uh, a V week from Infocom first. And then I, I just asked Dawn based on Bradford's experience. And she said, no, she goes, granted, you know, as a woman in the industry, t- sometimes it, it there is mansplaining, right. And there is things that happen or, or you, you just don't get you know, um, uh, attention. Dawn similar to Chris, a couple of years ago, has several badges, has several flags, um, and you know, she's a speaker, she's you know, CTS, all this jazz. She had a vastly different experience where most of the majority of the, of the booths that she walked into, they absolutely came up to her, talked with her, answered her questions. So I'm thinking that some of this comes down to the manufacturers, honestly, and some of their training, you know, and I, I neither one of them gave me manufacturer's names. so I don't know who, who needs improvement, but it, it may come back to, to, you know, training your people and saying, you know, everybody's important. Everybody's valuable, you know, answer questions and go up and see people.
1: Right, I, I wouldn't say it. It's because I was a woman that happened. I would just say it just happened, and I think it may be, um, uh, manufacturer issue. It, it it could there could be a lot of different issues for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, last story here, and this will be fun because you know I'm a former programmer and I have strong opinions about iPads. So, uh, from AV Magazine, iRooms iPad docking stations are now available in the UK uh, through RGB Communications. Uh, the agreement that they signed allows RGB RGB Communications exclusive distribution rights for all of iRoom products in the UK, so congratulations to RGB. Here's the question though, and Alexis, I'm gonna start with you. Why do we keep installing iPads as control system interfaces?
1: We install what the client wants. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I- I'll be not, not everything, you know, we try to offer direction, we offer suggestions, we, we consult. But if this is something that the client, you know, we talk about, um, we talk about the end user's experience. Um, and we talk about trying to make things as easy for them as possible. Now, there's pros and cons, obviously, to using an iPad uh, or tablet and some, some sort of tablet. Um, instead of a a manufacturer 's uh control panel technology, but um, when a client we we want to encourage user adoption we you know we want them to use the system and if that 's the one thing that 's going to help them use the system it 's an ipad and that 's what they 're used to using all day then i i don 't think i 'm going to try to talk them out of it just so that I can sell them a touch panel that 's Two or three times the cost.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll give you that, uh, Mr. Caldera. Same kind of question. Why do we keep using iPads and tablets?
3: I don't know. I hate them. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I mean, I okay. I, I I love the docking station stuff. Like the iRoom panels are great because a lot, some of them, you can get the docking stations that are PoE. They hardwire them into the network as opposed to using the Wi-Fi, which is typically. My- problem because what i'm finding is even in a lot of my corporate environments the wi-fi and the wired connections two totally independent they're separate getting the two to talk to each other is can be a nightmare when you're dealing with it um, because sometimes they leave their wi-fi open to the public right and they don't want it to touch the internal stuff so that's always been my biggest concerns so i like the docking stations because they fix that i mean all in all though you still got to buy the app And depending on what manufacturer it is of the big players, uh, it's a hundred bucks or it's a couple hundred bucks, right? You still got to program it, right? So I'm still paying a programmer to write the GUI for it. Um, But people are just used to the iPad interface, like she said, you know, like Lexus said, that's what they want. That's what we got to do. I I don't know. Like I said, if you can use these docking stations and get them wired, I'm a little bit more okay with them. But I mean, it's still another third party device that could potentially not be supported when I have a tech problem. You know, when I'm calling tech support, oh, it's Apple's problem. No, it's the developer's problem, whatever, you know. Um, so I, I have mixed feelings about it, but um, I don't think it's going away anytime soon, that's for sure.
0: All right. Uh, Mr. Neto, we'll end with you. Uh, I mentioned this, we are talking about uh, Barco and, and their control system platform. You guys primarily live on mobile you know, mobile devices and stuff, like Overture does. Mm-hmm. So is, is this an issue Is or should we all just kind of get on with the, change uh, of, of moving on to, to more a mobile friendly interface. Get on with it. Get on with the change. I mean, iPads
2: are comfort food for, for the, for the people that are sitting home. It's the Mac and cheese of, of AV. Nowadays. iPads are comfort food. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're not as scared to touch a button on an iPad. They know those iPads. They know those apps, you know, yeah. it's a big bowl of Mac and cheese sitting at, at, at waiting for them when they walk into that, uh, into that uh, conference room. I mean, that's what you got to look at, right? They're intimidated by other things, not to not to knock on any other, you know, manufacturer, what they're doing or what they're developing or the products that they sell. There's an intimidation factor, that is the root of of of, of conference room, you know, adaption, uh, adaption, wow, adoption, um, is that people even if you put just one big button on there that says go, they will. Be afraid you, to
3: touch that. You know what though? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna completely agree with you because here I'm still selling touch panels when I can, but I'm making my programmer make the user interface look more like an iPad, right? Because yeah, exactly that point, right? It gets my reliability, but the user adoption is much higher.
2: Yep. So you're you're left with this weird. You know, you it, it, it's, it's the little, you know, devil and the little angel on each side of your shoulder, Wh- which way you're going to turn, you can't make a right decision, but you're going to lean towards what you know is going to work, right? The selling a system to one person, one time is one thing, you know, you want to be able to go in and provide a technology that they're going to embrace, that they're going to love and that they're going to be repeat buyers now we talk a lot about reoccurring revenue and stuff like that but I tell you if you were to go to somebody and say repeat revenue or reoccurring revenue what what's the difference you want to continue buying product you want to continue selling your services it's that customer who was super satisfied with the fact that you gave them an iPad. If that is the reason why they're happy and that they're doing happy dances and clapping all the way, so be it. Take an iPad, take an iPort, an iBeam, or whatever it is that you need to attach to it. If you can come to that middle ground, make that happen, man, people are going to be happy. Right. As a programmer, that your, your, your one goal was a one button press. Your holy grail was Absolutely. people happy off of just that one thing that you did because they were going to come back. They were going to invest in your GUI because your GUI is what sold that room. They don't care the brand speakers. They don't care the type of monitors, man. Unfortunately, you know, we do. We're, we're, we're tech heads, we're gear heads. We, you know, that's, that's what we want to do. We want to be able to say, look at that badass monitor on the wall. You like that? That's 4K, blazing colors. They're like, it does great with XL, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, I, there's, there's one thing to deal with the fantasy world. There's another, you know, there's another reason why we're in the business is that it's in the real world. Right, so in the real world, in a huddle room, in a in a room that just grew out of that webcam and a and and, and a and a speakerphone on a table, now you start talking about a more integrated solution. If putting an iPad is the reason why they're gonna love that room, I'll give you two, man.
0: All Whatever, right. make that, it happen. That, that could be a good place to stop. All right, thank you all so much, uh, Mr. Caldera. Uh, thank you, sir.
3: Oh, no problem. Glad to be on.
0: How to be behind you if they are so inclined?
3: Uh, company websites IAStechnology.net and my Twitter is at Jeremy underscore Caldera
0: All right, very good Mr. Neto, sir always uh, good to have you uh, how do people find you and or Barco
2: well you can find Barco at uh, Barco.com you can find Barco on Twitter at, at Barco which is not me it's Barco I'm Chris underscore netto on Twitter. You can find me all over the internet. I do encourage the people that are uh, that are listening to this podcast to follow you because you will don't, don't. say not to follow don't. me. So, and you're you're an all right guy, man. I that, that think of we've we've hung out enough that I can. Say that. So do, okay. and follow the, and, and obviously follow the people that are here on this podcast as well. Yeah, absolutely, very very smart people, smarter than me and you, Tim. We just want to put point that out.
0: That doesn't take a whole lot actually <laughs> uh, to be smarter than you and me, uh, Alexis. Thank you so much. You, you, you've been awesome to have, and like I said, this was Alexis's first time. Uh, how do people find you or Abitexture?
1: Thanks, Tim. Um, you can find me at Alexis LeBroy on Twitter. Um, and avitecture is at avitecture.com, that's A-V for architecture.
0: All right, very good. Uh, Chris is right, don't, don't follow me on the Twitters um, at this point. Uh, There is uh, roughly four weeks before the bears are out of the playoffs. Uh, So that's probably what I'll be talking about. Uh, But go by the website, if you would please, avianation.tv, avianation.tv. You will find programs like this and a host of others. Uh, We have two weeklies. One is, is AV week. Obviously you're listening or watching to this one, this one. Uh, We also have one that covers the residential market hosted by Matt Scott. Uh, That happens, uh, comes your way every Wednesday, tons of monthlies uh, looking at, uh, education and marketing and social media and um, uh, control systems and all that jazz so check all of those out uh, also we're doing our, our second webinar uh, actually Jeremy was on our first one talking about AV over IP we're doing another one uh, July 24th looking at control and automation and also data analytics and how all that kind of comes together so check that out as well all that and more and at, at uh, avnation.tv avnation.tv thanks so much for listening thank you so much for watching it's all the time we have for AV week Hold